0: hello and welcome to the edgy futurists podcast uh it is episode number 156 thank you for joining us we're recording this on a on a dark thursday night as we're getting into winter here in the north of england uh, is where myself and ben are based um and we'll find out where our guest is based in just a second it's just me and ben tonight uh steve is uh off down to to london this evening so can't join us uh, but we're still gonna have a fantastic conversation with our special guest. Please do go back and listen to the back catalogue. Uh, we've got uh, 156, but we've got over 200 uh, different episodes in the back catalogue for you to go and enjoy. Um, just recently, 100, episode 152 uh, was with Sam Gichuru, who has started his own online school in Kenya, uh, which is doing some amazing work over there. Uh, go back and listen to that uh, also uh, ben had a great chat on episode 151 with the guys over at mindside connect uh, who you might remember if you were uh, uh, part of our award ceremony in july and all the work that they're doing uh, for mental health uh, is, is phenomenal and amazing so go check out uh, what they're doing and, and get involved uh, as always you can subscribe if you're watching this on youtube uh, just click the subscribe button and you'll get alerted to when new episodes are out um or you can go to your podcast episode uh, podcast episode podcast app that's the word app. <laughs> go to your podcast app and uh, and subscribe um yeah let's get on with today's show uh we are really really lucky to have with us and we've been uh trying to get uh, these guys on f- for quite a while now because we want to talk to them about some of the, the the cool stuff that they're doing we're grateful to be joined by rich watts uh, from the army Uh, And we will be looking at a whole range of topics this evening and why the Army is investing in education and especially in its future.
1: Yeah, Rich is a qualified teacher with over 10 years experience in the classroom. He's got an MA in education from the University of Winchester. He's worked in several roles in schools, including head of faculty. But he left the classroom in 2018 to head up the British Army Army Supporting Education Programme. Since taking charge, they've won a whole host of awards, including the best educational program at the 2020 Corporate Engagement Awards, and more recently, won the best free resource at the 2021 Teach Secondary Awards for their new LGBTQ+ Voices resource. Rich, it's great for you uh, for you to join us. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so we, I did a little bit of an intro there, but it'd be cool to get into your story. Um, it's a, it's an interesting one obviously coming from education and into the army just uh, maybe could you just enlighten us a little bit there
2: yeah so i'm i'm not i don't i'm not actually a soldier or an officer in the army so we we're, we're sort of like contractors um but yeah i mean my story i i suppose i got into teaching back in sort of like my mid 20s um not <laughs> i suppose When I think back to why I got into teaching, it's probably because um, I was uninspired in the job that I was doing, um, which was a a marketing job at the time after university. Um, And I always felt as though I was, and I I always used to say this in interviews when people asked me why I wanted to go into teaching, I felt because I was, I feel as though I was let down when I was at school. And um, I, I was one of those students who coast who sort of coasted perhaps unchallenged um quite quiet and got sort of left to sit at the back and just get on with it and um i always wanted to make sure that those students got a better shot at education than i did because i i came away from school basically not doing very well at all and then had to knuckle down when i went into college and then eventually into university so yeah, so that that was that was my sort of like um, reasoning for getting into teaching, and then did that for about about twelve years. And I'll, I'll be honest, I really I really enjoyed it. It's one of those jobs where I felt like I had a real purpose, um, which is something that I didn't have before, probably. Um, and then I left. I mean and to be honest it's it's one of those jobs where I felt I was quite good at it as well um the the problem I had though I suppose and and the reason ultimately why I left teaching is is unfortunately it's one of those professions that can be quite inflexible and when you're you know you've got a relatively young family there are other opportunities that that came around which which presented me with um um better opportunities really which was you know the, the the current job that i'm doing now for the for the british army um so that, that that's a that's a probably an honest reason as to why i left teaching it's not something that i really wanted to do um but it's like many roles in the public sector it can sometimes be quite challenging
1: yeah absolutely feel that and, and i'm grateful for you for you, i suppose your honesty and vulnerability yeah. because because we um we we know that the job that teachers do in the uk and around the world is often a thankless task isn't it and when you said that about flexibility and we know that many teachers in the uk um the stats that we have here are are, are working significantly more hours than they're contracted for uh, mm. working long nights and it's stressful and it's um uh, yeah think, things are tough so we we, we are we, we champion Teachers, we love teachers. Part of the reason why we do what we do, trying to help teachers and give them a resource, as well as the award stuff that we've done as well, is, is always yeah. been about champion teachers. So, so I think getting into the role that you do now has been um, has been an opportunity to kind of marry up some of that 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 work that you do in edu- that you did in education and then and then yeah. resources as
2: well, hasn't it? Yeah, very much so. It it's you know it it really is the best of both worlds in that I've still got one foot in the education world, which is, you know, where I feel I've got, you know, expertise. Um so I still get to to you know help create resources and help um help teachers and schools in that way. But then you know I I get that. I suppose I, I I then got that that um, sort of flexibility that that I sort of felt I needed as a as a you know as a family. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a it's been a really great sort of opportunity, and it was one that it, it just came out of nowhere really, and um, presented itself for me and and was and was really something I couldn't really turn down.
1: So. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you do in this role as the um, yeah. uh, heading up this? Uh, is it called base? You call it base? Yeah, so, so, army.
2: Yeah, so we 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 call it the we're sort of like the base team. Um, so the British Army Support and Education, and I mean f- fundamentally, what we do is we we generate and, and we create content for um, schools to use um, that have um, which are all basically army themed. Um, and, and we do this in two ways, really. There's the there's the uh, the school workshops that we offer, which is um, where outreach teams, which are made up of serving soldiers, go into schools and they deliver those um, team building, problem solving activities that um, that students can do in it which, which they can do with students um, and you know, these are the sort of activities that you might have if if you're a teacher in the army have come in where the army come in with lots of planks and barrels and they get the kids working together and then they're, they're 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 really sort of engaging opportunity um for for students to do something a bit different. Um, and we've we've updated those resources and made them a uh, you know brought them into sort of like the, the 21st century really with the way that we um the way that the soldiers deliver those and make it made them even even more interactive really um and then you have that that then marry then that comes along with a um sort of like a careers presentation where soldiers get the opportunity to talk about the the range of roles that um the army has to offer and that's to there to to sort of educate the the kids but also teachers on the kind of roles and and sort of demystify some of the the stereotypes that people may have formed about the army and a career in the army um and then the second aspect that we have is we have the the downloadable content and we have a whole library now of downloadable content that um that teachers can deliver and, and some of this um the the way this sort of came about is that i used very much my own um uh, sort of teaching experience here in terms of thinking As a teacher i used to teach ict maths and business studies and i also as every other teacher in the secondary school in particular used to used to teach pshe quite a lot and um, it was one of those subjects where i i felt i was forced to teach it and i didn't have any expertise in it i didn't have the time to invest in making quality resources and so what the the base program almost is doing is we're we're trying to sort of like fill a void there and that we're creating quality resources that teachers can use particularly in areas that they don't really have an expertise um so for example we we create lots of resources around pshe um, which are, have that sort of high-end professional feel to them they're engaging but they're made in such a way that a teacher can just literally pick them up and and deliver them um so it's and, and we do that, I mean, it's, we do that primarily, I think, it's almost that sort of corporate social responsibility angle to it, in that the army's in a position to be able to do that, like many organisations out there are, and fundamentally, it feels like it's the, the right thing for organisations to be doing, um, and I, I say that because I think that as when I was teaching, one of the one of the hardest um, hardest aspects to it is is to try and get that real world application across to kids. And um, I I think that with the resources that we create, we we fill that void and that we we save this time for the teachers, giving them great resources. But also, we give kids those that real world application that perhaps they might lack from some of the more generic resources that teachers might create or don't have the time to create properly does that make sense
0: yeah yeah definitely and it sounds good and as as myself and Ben are both second uh well former secondary school teachers and and we've been had had to teach like yourself PSHE off the hoof and it's normally kind of Ill prepared and going in at the last second and 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 trying to just pull it out the bag and um, and that's so exactly
2: think- and that's exactly what it is and 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 for me that's exactly what it was it was almost the my free period before I'd be looking what am I what am I delivering here and it was yeah. content that someone else is you know that I've just you know you're picking up and delivering and and you know it, PSHE is an important part of the curriculum um, and it's making sure that those resources are the best they can be um but it's it's giving those teachers it though it's creating a, as an organization like the army we you know we are a we are a a, a a sort of an industry a business and we can give that real world application that you know makes sometimes when a kid sat there and thinking you know what's the point of this when they when they can see that real world application then then it sort of makes it worth it, almost for him. Yeah, if that
0: makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's probably worth. I, I think when people think of the army, oh, they think okay. of the, primarily like the soldier element of it. You know, like, um, and I'm going to get really like basic here, like soldier yeah. with a gun in the hand on a field. Yeah, um, or going through it, or doing an obstacle course and like doing some training. But actually, when you say the real world element, there might be some listeners who are thinking, well, what's the army got to do with the real world? and i think it's probably worth getting into kind of actually yeah. the amount of jobs and the amount of professions that that are probably within the army
2: yeah for sure i mean we 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 always say it's you know pe- people seem to to think that it's just about bombs and bombs and bullets and, and and it really isn't there there are so many different things that the army does and and by creating these these resources and looking at the army in you know as as a real world application case study you can see The range of things that the army does, you know, from peacekeeping, anti-poaching, domestic flood relief, um, administering COVID vaccines, the humanitarian work it does around the world—it does all of these things, as well as the primary role, which is, you know, defence of the UK. And what we've done with the resources is that we try and we try and, you know, build these resources around some of these topics as well. So you're seeing. You know, this is a this is the topic we've got to cover. This is you know we create an interesting scenario, but it's also a real scenario that that might potentially be happening at at the moment.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I bumped into a, a former student uh, a couple of years ago, and he was in the army and working with horses, and it was a very yeah. very equestrian based job, um, and it, it just fascinated me the fact that that was he'd done like his basic training and all of that but then actually the main part of his job was was the 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 animal care side of things yeah um, exactly
2: and and you know the we we have the infantry is obviously the 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 main part of the army that everyone thinks of but there are you know there's the engineers and within the engineers you have all the different roles that you you know that could be like more traditional trades like carpentry plumbers bricklayers um, but then you have uh the like cyber roles as well in in the royal signals which are you know sort of cyber engineers telecommunication roles um you have the whole army medical services which could be doctors pharmacists nurses healthcare professionals um so you know the 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 range of jobs that you can do is is phenomenal it's not just that you know you could you could be a musician in the army you know and you know a, a big part of your job is going to be playing playing in concerts to um to, could be to dignitaries from around the world so it's it's a real you know wide-ranging um career yeah yeah definitely and I think
0: probably a unique position um along with the other um armed services and in, in that uh whereas whereas a school or, or, or a college might might get certain industries in to talk about their specific industry, you can come in and, and kind of give a a broad overview of, of a lot of industries and a lot of types. Yeah, of yeah, type of for jobs sure. Now. So, in in terms of, um, so you, you kind of you mentioned there, like the outreach work you do, I guess, um, if if that's what you call it. But how, how what does education look like within the army as well? Is, is that part of your remit?
2: Um, it's not specifically part of my remit, no. But I mean, I've got a, a broad understanding of of some of the aspects of it um i mean all all i mean that we we have junior soldiers and regular soldiers so we have this um, establishment called um army foundation college in harrogate and that's effectively like a, an fe provision a year 12 to 14 provision for um soldiers who aren't who for people who want to join the army and become a soldier but they're not 18 yet so th- this is a provision that provides um uh, so, so they, I mean, they effectively they are soldiers, but they they're given sort of like they, they work on things like English and maths. Um, they might do a BTEC in public services, for example. Um, so that's that's the sort of provision that we have for uh, under 18s for junior soldiers, and then we also have for soldiers who come in as regular soldiers over eighteen. I mean, all soldiers will do basic training, and then after basic training, they're going to go into their trade training, um, where they, you know, depending on the job role that they've 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 picked or they've been assigned to do. So, if they're going to be a, a brickie or a plumber, then they do the the equivalent uh, apprenticeship within that field. And and when we look at um, say apprenticeship, you know, this is an industry standard. Um, UK approved or English approved apprenticeship, and, and in fact, the army is the the UK's leading apprenticeship provider.
1: I always think I always think that I always think that's mad. I I, I heard that stat uh, a couple of years ago, thinking about um, the apprentice. Uh, the army is the biggest apprenticeship provider, and you think, to yourself well, th- that makes a lot of sense because there's yeah. th- when you're bringing learners on or, or young soldiers on. They're going to have to develop a trade, aren't they? are going to have to develop something they do. And and I have a couple of friends who who have who have served, and they they got all of their skills, their practical skills, one, one's in construction and ones in IT, and they got all their skills paid for as they went through their their army training, because obviously they're serving Queen and country, but but in in that same way, they've got they've got a job role, haven't they, to do
2: yeah for for sure for sure yeah and and you know these these are transferable skills that you know once they leave the army you know they can go walk straight into or not walk straight into it but they have got the skill the skill set ready to go into that profession or trade outside of the army as well yeah
1: yeah I, and i think that's um that's powerful isn't it because i think as an alternative um for young people it, who, who might who might think uh, or they might have never thought that they're going to get a skill or a trade that if they went in this in the forces that they can do through that so i, I do i love that and i love the fact that the co- the army then is is absolutely committed to ongoing professional development for, yeah. its, for its staff
2: aren't they Com- completely and and in the in the early fe- you know, in the early um, sort of part of your career, it's very much focused on your trade, and that's where the apprenticeship comes in. But even as they progress through the army and through their career, they do lots of different um, courses on leadership and management, um, so that they can promote and 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 have more responsibility for 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 um, a, a greater number of soldiers as well. I mean, in fact, an in- an interesting stat that I I like about the AFC Harrega and and um, is that the 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 commanding officer there. He recently said that um, almost uh, they, they they believe that it's almost a third of their students um, have some sort of history of exclusion of some kind in schools um, in the past, and when they when they come to Harrogate, they still manage to have a ninety nine percent success rate with functional skills, English and maths when they retake those. So I, I just think that it's that it there's something obviously quite. Powerful about the way that they create those those sort of boundaries and parameters and and the, the, that learning environment for those people who who really haven't succeeded in the in the traditional educational system.
1: I think it's that you you mentioned there about environment and there's obviously a context. You kind of probably see there's a there's an opportunity to grow and develop as a as a soldier and then going forward into trades and whatever else if they see a purpose. So it's like almost. I think about our our young people that where English and Maths just doesn't seem to be contextualised, or they seem like uh, this. I mean, it's just another subject in school, or then they get into FE or into HE, and they're having to resit it multiple times. They lose all kind of sense of purpose of why they're doing it. And it's almost like they have to do it. Whereas in in the army, I suppose it becomes then uh, yeah contextualised and invite and and the environment is, is conducive for that
2: yeah definitely so
1: just just coming back to um, i know i'm jumping around here a bit here but when you were talking about some of the um the work that you've done in terms of creating resources i love the fact that you um are resourcing teachers and supporting teachers with 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 materials that have been used and and we said in the intro there in the bio that there's a couple of of these resources that have won awards Um, and 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 i wonder if you can maybe talk us through some of that program and what what or some of those programs and what it entails, what they include. I know that you, um, you, like like we said, that LGBTQ plus voices resource won won an award. So I wonder if we could start there and maybe look at some of the other stuff as well.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, the, the LGBT resource, along with the Black History resource, the Women in the Army resource, um, and we're looking to create a, a resource at the moment, which looks at the Sikh contribution to the British Army. I mean, they, they all they all follow that very similar f- sort of theme of remembrance and celebration of of, um, of their contribution to the to the British Army. But I mean, for me, it was it was um, it was looking at the you know it people from all different parts of the commonwealth thought during the the first and second world war and you know it's it's not something that i think you know as when i was at school it wasn't it wasn't something that was highlighted and it wasn't something that was particularly celebrated and i think that you know we live in such a diverse and multicultural country now that i uh, the way i look at it is that all students did, regardless of you know their their backgrounds they they all have that these resources almost they they give them that opportunity to to see those role models who are just like them who contributed to the um i suppose that those hard-fought freedoms that the first and second world war were all about so i suppose that's the that's where these this new sort of um set of diversity sort of um, resources that we've created have come from. I mean, they they have in their uh, selection of people who, who, uh, you know, you you wouldn't probably, who probably aren't covered in the history curriculum at the moment. Um, So, I mean, in the the Black History resource, we look at uh, Walter Tull, who was the first um, officer to be um, from a sort of mixed heritage background to be in the British Army, um, we also look at Mary Seacole, um, who who look, who you know set up a hotel in the during the Crimean War to look after sick soldiers. Um, in the the LGBT resource, we look at Deborah Penny, who was the first trans soldier. Um, So it's almost it's about remembering the contribution of everyone in the in the first and second world war. But it's also about creating role models for everyone in the UK. So they, you know, regardless of your background so that you can look and say, yeah, that person's like me. Um, And, you know, they've been they, they, they served in the British army. They contributed. And, you know, maybe maybe I could as well. Does that does that make sense about those resources?
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah,
2: I think... I think it's 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 almost to again. Hopefully, it just you know these resources help to dispel some of the stereotypes as well. Um, that that perhaps the I I think sometimes there there are these stereotypes that uh, about the army that that you know these resources can look to tackle in 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 schools.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think I think you're right. I think there the are those I think probably people think that the the armed forces were, are probably the kind of the the last institutions to change when it comes to things like that um I think and I'm not sure why to be honest no. but the but the fact that you're out there tackling that I think is is an amazing thing really and, uh, yeah and it's it's ultimately gonna it's gonna strengthen what you guys do but it, and it's also gonna it's gonna help out those those young people who are who are looking for for their future and and to see where they belong and and if they can belong in it, and if something is as as great as being able to to protect the country that they've them and their family are, are have grown up in and are from and are proud of then then it's only going to be better for the country as a whole i think
2: yeah yeah I- hopefully i mean and we, we've got other resources as well i mean we, we've obviously got a whole section that, that focuses on remembrance because we're the army and you know yeah. it, we, we we're almost you know the resources we we create there are yeah i i think that was the first thing i did when i came in was to create resources that looked to remembrance because i thought well schools are you know they're going to be looking for resources on this and were the you know as the army were the credible authority on it so it seems it seems right that we do that but then we have a whole range like catalog now resources that look at stem subjects as well we look at we've created resources that look at resilience mental health um so we we've got we've got a real range i mean we created one about computer networks last year um which you know looks at uh the different types of networks and it again like i've said before it gives that sort of real world application of a scenario where soldiers would be you know out in the field and they would be creating a a, a, a network for to to ensure that they can communicate effectively i, I love it and I, one of one of the resources that i found as
1: we're um obviously preparing for this um podcast was the was the 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 course on character education, which I know yeah, has yeah. been re- been really important on it's interesting that some of the conversations that I w- i've been having with schools and colleges more more recently when we're thinking about the classroom of tomorrow and the skills that they're going to need to develop and and often we talk about those in terms of um skills like um uh, critical thinking and communication and and all those kind of stuff but there's a there's a there's a wider underpinning set of skills, that we need to develop in young people like that are discussed in this character education um, a set, of, set of modules. And I, I love the fact that it talks about compassion and respect as well as – and what I really liked about that is that often you'd imagine the army to be about tough and strong and that kind of stuff, whereas that that is underpinned here by that element of respect and integrity and stuff as well, isn't it?
2: yeah definitely i mean the character education resources are probably my favorite ones that we have to be honest um and yeah they, they they cover you know a whole whole range of you know topics that yeah go beyond that sort of stereotypical view of the army um but i mean what i just i love the just the engaging concept of those resources and the way that they would i, I think as a teacher if if i had if I was, you know, asked to teach character education, I think those, those, those resources, in particular, they, they have just that really engaging scenario, which would really sort of act as a great hook to bring to draw the students in and make them want, you know, or really encourage them to really engage in the topic. Yeah, and that kind of is like enhanced by
1: some of the stuff around confidence and and the, and and that kind of stuff in there, which which again, it's not it's not easy as a teacher to come up with and, and to think about the this these kind of topics and especially when we're we're seeing an increase in the need for that from an Ofsted perspective in terms of development of mm. character education but more than just for an Ofsted reason actually the reason why we do our jobs is to help young people thrive in life and to and to go and, and to do well and succeed which is going to require them to understand other people and like you said earlier we live in a diverse country Um, the world is increasingly uh, connected through people who are different than, than you. And that, that ability to develop character and then confidence and stuff that comes with that is, um, is, is so, so important.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, I, I think those, those skills are, yeah, you're, you're right. They're they're paramount in terms of developing um, in developing people and, and creating resilient individuals. And I, because when i think about schools and i think about what's the what's the purpose of schools and you, and you try and think about it a bit more deeply you think is our schools you know you could argue they're there to prepare for your exams and you pass your partial exams but i, I think that they're, they're more than that they're there to develop people and they're there to develop people who are ready for the world whatever that may be and um i i sometimes think that's where the the current you know this is my opinion not not the army's obviously but the the current um education system is becoming very sort of narrow um and and the focus of that is becoming very narrow and driven by league tables and results and and almost forgetting the, the 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 students and and we we. i think we need to remember what, what's important and it's it's the students who are important and developing people who are ready to function in the real world and for some people that will be doing brilliantly in exams and as, as it always has been but for other people it will be looking at other skills and i my my, my biggest concern with the current education system, uh, system is that it is you know over the last sort of 10 years that focus on on what schools do for for students is is narrowing to 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 a student's detriment in my opinion
0: yeah 100% and i think it is it is getting more and more difficult to do the those those things that we talked about the pshe and 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 they kind of get squeezed out or the time gets reduced uh, when actually it's they're the things that are going to, build our students and get them ready for for the future and just to to move on to another kind of skill set i guess that will get them ready for the future in terms of digital uh, i was uh, quite fortunate to be to talk a few months ago uh with uh, charlie fort who's the chief information officer at the mod and, and he was talking about all of the 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 kind of changes he he's bringing to the MOD in terms of creating a digital backbone uh, and kind of trying to revolutionise how information is shared and and I guess within that top secret information as well uh, using new technologies. Are you within the army? Are you, are you seeing kind of and probably spurred on by COVID as well? I guess the, a, a bit of a transformation with with new technologies and is that impacting
2: education within the army? Um i mean the way the ways of working have changed for, i think for for all organisations as a result of covid and i you know i imagine i mean i i don't know the day to day training within the army but i i would imagine that the the way that they're doing things have, have changed as a result of that um, i mean the way that i've worked for example has changed dramatically dr- dramatically i don't i don't have an office that i go to every day now you know we work from home and you know the the way that everyone's working is dramatically changed as a result of the uh, COVID. Some of it definitely for the better, some of it maybe not. So,
0: yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's having a massive impact, isn't it? And um, yeah, it's just interesting, I guess, just the kind of how new technologies and I guess for for the army, I guess being in having to be in some more riskier circumstances than then than other people i mean i know that jobs
2: and yeah I, I mean i know that some of the um the the training they obviously do now they're i mean this is this is um information that's out in the readily in the news but they're they're looking to they do a lot more of their their training virtually now in in when i say virtually i mean in terms of like virtual reality they can use to to do some of the training Um, to create scenarios yeah definitely that, yeah that's what i was
0: thinking of because it, it like, yeah, if you can recreate in virtual reality, um, and, and stay stay safe yeah. while I mean, trained, I've had a, I've had sense. a look
2: at some of the, I've had a I, I say a play with some of it, and you know it's 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 mind blowing some of that stuff, you know when you, it's you've got the the virtual headset on and you know you're holding the, I don't know what it is the gun, I guess, but it's just like two paddles, um, but the 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 level of realism and detail in it is phenomenal.
0: Yeah
1: it, it, it is it's mad, AR and VR in general is mad But imagine doing that in the army That is, that is like kind of mental right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that, that, that real life scenario But I know some of the conversations that we were having um, With some, 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 some staff that are thinking about immersive education in general that, that kind of disaster situation And those ideas around how you would plan that and how you how you would kind of practice being in that real world scenario that's that's not that's that's virtual if that makes sense. Uh, I don't know how, how I can say real world scenario and virtual, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, um, it, it, it it it's it's it's, it's clever, and um, I think that's cool. And thinking about that, then it kind of leads us into that idea about the future of education. And like we 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 ramble on about this quite a lot um, about where will it be decentralized? Will we move to where? To a personalised curriculum, will it? Will we look to? I, I don't know. I wonder what what um, the team at the army and and particularly some of the stuff that you're doing in terms of the future of education. What do you think needs to happen, and and, and maybe why? Maybe from your
2: experiences in teaching, but also from what you've seen in the army. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, for me, it, it it goes back to my other point. In the you, sc- schools are about preparing people for the future, and for me, that's about cr- Almost creating a uh, a wide ranging curriculum that allows people to succeed, to or to create opportunities for young people to succeed. Um, and for me, the future of the education and is 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 definitely not going in that way. Um, the, the the current education system is is becoming very narrow, and is almost taking away some of particularly you know the the time not just for PSHE, but the time for subjects like arts, technology, um, all of that time is reducing. And though those are, you know, fantastic opportunities for some people to really to really thrive and and to almost it, it could for some students create that success that they just don't get in any of the more traditional core subjects. And from that success that creates that could create a, a pathway that could be a career for life. Um, but for me that you know personally the, the the current education system is definitely not doing that. And um and, and and unfortunately I I think that's gonna be that could be to the detriment of um of of, of society in in the in the longer term. But um yeah, so I I think that the education needs to be much more um much more personalized and the, the way you do that is by creating a, a a much more um broader curriculum that gives people gives young people a wider range of opportunities
0: yeah I completely agree rich and 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 you it sounds like you're doing your part in that as well with with these resources that you're creating and and what you and what you you're giving out to to the educational world so yeah it's been great to talk to you and get that insight into into kind of what you guys do and and kind of what the what the army's doing and keeping up with the future of education so thanks for joining us this evening and um have a lovely evening thanks, thanks guys. for thanks joining thanks us having Rich. Me. thank you cheers, cheers.
2: Thank, thank you bye care.